Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, regular listeners will know that I talk a lot about corporate responsibility and sustainability. And in the last couple of weeks, we had speakers talking about uh, innovation. And indeed, we had a very successful innovation webinar last week um, that was well attended. And we had two excellent local case studies, um, really some remarkable businesses that are doing so much Funnily enough, in both these areas, and I think there's a connection, sustainability and innovation, or, you know, continually reinventing yourselves, but also taking care of the people, a planet, as well as profit. So it's a big welcome to two guests today from a company called Palite, based in Wellingborough. Um, it's a welcome to Ian Humes, who is the CEO, and to Matthew Matt Marks, who is the sustainability manager. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to you both. Um, Ian, you've been on about a year ago, I think, telling us, but just remind us what uh, what Palite does. Uh, thank you, Adrian. So Palite was founded back in 2009 to, to make a difference by uh, offering a sustainable alternative to wooden and plastic pallets. Our products are all made from uh, honeycomb paper board, which is extremely strong, not like cardboard. Um, and is formed, we use about 85% recycled materials typically to make these products. Uh, and, and over the years, we've extended the range of our products. I'm sure we'll talk more about the, the innovation, but fundamentally, we make paper products uh, using nothing more than uh, brown paper and glue, which are hugely uh, sustainable and help companies uh, move products uh, in a much lighter way, but our products weigh less, so they save on their carbon footprint. Excellent. And were you one of the founders or the founder, Ian, of the business? No, I wasn't, actually. Um, and uh, as is perhaps not uncommon for companies like uh, Palite, when we started out, times were tough. Um, forecasts were perhaps not met. The market wasn't always ready for our uh, fantastic product and it's taken quite a quite a long time a lot longer than we might have hoped and through that time uh, the founders have, have um, are no longer with the business but we have new shareholders who've injected fresh uh, cash who are absolutely committed to uh, making a difference and uh, you know helping the world to act more sustainably which for me as CEO is it, it's great to have that backing uh, for the company as we move forward. I can imagine. And how big is the company now in terms of number of employees or whatever metric you would like to, to share? Yeah, with? We, we employ around 40 people in, in Wellingborough. Um, the majority, well, a mixture of administration, sales and, and production. We have one production site uh, and it's growing and we're um, hoping to continue to operate out of the existing factory, but that gets harder every day. Um, and we've seen really after eight or nine years when sales were slow. So, you know, from 2009 to 2017, sales had only really risen to just over 700,000. 
Um, by 2019, they were just under 2 million. Um, 2020 was also around 2 million, but that was the pandemic year. This year, we're hoping sales are going to double from last year. And a lot of that is down to innovation and the fact that more and more companies are finally switching on to the importance of, of, of uh, acting sustainably. Yeah, well, the time may well have come. So you are one of those companies, I don't know how many, it'd be interesting to know across the county, that has a sustainability manager. And that sustainability manager for Palite is Matt Marks. Matt, um, how long have you been with Palite? Thanks, Adrian. I've been with Palite for five years now. Um, but um, when I first started, it was mainly certification. And I think as the public um, interest in sustainability and demand for, that has kind of really made us stand out for having a, a sustainable specialist in-house. It's a strange word. Do people understand it in the business? Do your colleagues get it? Um, I think they do. I think people understand it's about being as environmentally friendly as possible. Be a sustainable business, there's a lot more involved in that. It isn't just about products you're offering. It's about us as well, like how we how are we actually acting be a sustainable business, making sure we're not polluting, making sure we, we as a business are recycling as much as possible, making sure we're taking care of employees right. That all fits under the umbrella of sustainability. Mm. And you've, um, you've self-taught yourself a lot of this uh, from the chatting before we came on air. That's, that's correct, yeah. So I love reading to be done uh, or have done. Um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that um, interests me, so if it didn't interest me, I wouldn't have taught myself. Uh, but yeah, starting a course next week at Cambridge University, kind of help networking and kind of understand what, what we as a business might be missing out on. Yeah. And your original degree, you say, was in? Forensic science. <laughs> I like reading crime thrillers at night just to switch off from everything else. I love crime thrillers. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I, I can see you being in the forensic science and being in the labs, or is it, or is it NCIS? Is one of my wife. Yeah, NCIS, CSI. Get me, <laughs> get me, get me, get me <laughs> All right, but the world has changed. So I think you're, um, you're in the right space. The world seems to, um, have, uh, accepting now. You know, COVID seems to have accelerated the consciousness of all these things to do with the triple bottom line: people, planet, profit. Don't do you see that as well, Ian? Yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we've, we, we, um, you know, everything seems to have accelerated in the last year or so. Um, and innovation in particular has, has allowed us to, uh, I think, frankly, to in, we, we're enjoying the job more. It, it's, it's, you know, it, as I said earlier on, seven or eight years of, of trying to sell what we knew was a great product to a market that just wasn't prepared to take it on, uh, you know, takes its toll. But um, whilst COVID is awful and, and we know lots of businesses suffered uh, through our pop-up desk, um, we've, we've just not stopped. So we created, I know I, I maybe apologies to those listeners who've heard it before, but we had this lucky break when one of our team went home, uh, when we decided to try out how lockdown, how we might cope with lockdown a week or so before Boris actually announced it, sent the team home. And the next day, one of them, uh, Yvonne rang up and said, hey, uh, you know, wouldn't it be a great idea if we had a pop-up desk for all those people who, when they get home to their bedroom or whatever, realise they've got nowhere to put their laptop? And within two weeks, we made this desk. We had a web shop. The whole team got around the problem. 
and um, it, it was an overnight success. Uh, uh, but really, we sort of had that, as, as I said, in the innovation um, webinar, there was almost that thing, once you've done something that good and it sold, I think, oh, nearly £250,000 worth, which for us as a small company is huge, um, uh, nothing but five-star reviews, listed with B&Q, Ryman, Staples. Once you've had that success, you kind of think, oh, right, well, let's now innovate our next fantastic idea. And it isn't that easy. Um, the, 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 these great big product successes don't just pop out like that. And we've learned over time that innovation is more, um, could, could be the smaller things, could be changes to the processes, could be just trying a different type of paper. And all of them hit the bottom line, um, uh, you know, and, and ultimately what it's about for our business. Mm. But do you think then, have you seen, Matt, the culture change, you know, as a result of the excitement around one success, um, has something changed in the mindset of the business? Yeah, most definitely. I think we've always known that we've had a, an environmentally friendly product and kind of, you're saying the same kind of messages, nothing really there. I think it's a big jigsaw piece. Actually, once it fits in, there is that kind of invigorated passion for it. I think everybody now knows kind of what the business is all about from a sustainability point of view. The business has done a lot of work for making sure that we don't like to greenwash. I think people are very proud to be working for a sustainable business. Now, I don't know if there are any others in, in Wellington that actually have that much sustainability, what they do in their everyday day job. Mm. Well, there are some beacons around the county which... Um doing some great work we've heard a few of them on this uh, radio station but you know you mentioned both of you some interesting points there they they seem to be connected no is that right but pride trust in your people you know letting them um have a little bit of freedom to do things i think isn't that the way you manage your people is part of the issue here for both a being sustainable because sustainable is about the social impact as well but uh, the innovation you know have you learned anything ian as a leader in the last 12 months <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I may have said it a, a year ago, Adrian, but um, my, my background is, um, uh, you know, I, I've worked in chemical industry where, where you're often working on very high hazard plants. It, you really have a lot of procedures, a lot of processes, a lot of forms to be ticked before people are allowed to do anything. So in that respect, whilst empowerment, you, you might like to talk about, there were certain things that really were, were quite prescribed and then I went on to work in the scrap metal industry and I can tell you you don't trust many people in the scrap metal industry but so I've had to really learn um, and I have I, I often look at these things and think well is it easier for me in Palite than it would be for someone else and I'm offering words of advice about how to do it but I certainly think what's helped Palite is we're a small company so there's no doubt I think it's easier to give trust and, and empowerment in a small company, A, because obviously you know what people are doing and B, because frankly, there just aren't enough people. You know, you need everybody to, to pull their weight. Um, so so I, I, I've certainly changed. And, and it, I, I can't honestly say there's, that it's not, I can't give you any examples of where being more trusting in lockdown has actually um, backfired on me. But it, again is that because we're doing fun things and everybody's totally motivated if i was in a company where it was perhaps harder to come up with innovation or harder 
to believe in your mission of sustainability, would people be as tuned in uh, to what you were trying to do? So I, I, can't, I can't say it's a one size fits all, Adrian. I, I think it will depend very much on what yeah. you're doing. And of course, the other obvious thing to say, I suppose if people look at our company, they might say, well, it's easy for you to innovate. You're, you're just making honeycomb board out of paper. And, and as such, we, you know, I can't think of many companies that have such a, a fantastic building block, if you follow me. You know, you can, you can cut out any shape you want from our product. You can glue it together. You don't need to make expensive molds to try new things. So I suppose we're, we're, my point is we're lucky in that respect. And I know it was more about the culture and the trust, but it all fits together, you know, in, in the type of company that we are. Yeah, well, context obviously does matter, but we are seeing some, you know, large companies as well, really making great efforts to, mm. to get it right and um, get this balance between people, planet and profit, I guess. Um, Matt, what are the sort of initiatives then? I mean, a, firstly, do you have anybody works with you in the team, the sustainability team? And what are the sorts of initiatives that you're introducing within Palite? Um, <clears throat> no, so I'm a one man band at the moment. I did have a, an analyst, but Ian pinched him to work on international. Uh, so it's just a little on me. Um, so the initiatives that, that, that we've got. So if we, look, look, if we look at it from a product point of view, um, we conducted what they call a life cycle analysis of our product, um, which is comparing our product to um, a wooden equivalent. So we always said that we know it's ACO2, but how much? Um, CO, CO2 can we save within the supply chain? Mm -hmm. So when you start looking at things like 3PL, so doing a lot of work, they're looking at their scope one, two, and three emissions to reduce their CO2 footprint. Um, all our material that we use is FSE certified. So that um, ensures that we're not using illegal um, timber within, within our supply chain, it's all ethically sourced. Um, and we've also um, pledged to reduce our carbon footprint by 5% every year via the Planet Mark certification. Mm. So plenty going on, but you um, have to, what's the word, impose or cajole your colleagues to do it, right, in the, in the more operational sides of the business then. Is that, uh, is that a challenge? I mean, you've got Ian's support, the board behind you. Is the, is the management team on board with you? Yes, yeah, most definitely. I think everybody knows what they should be doing and they didn't do it. Um, it isn't like just me on my soapbox. Kind of going, this, is what, this is what you will do and you will be doing it. I think everybody kind of works together to, to, to kind, of, kind of get there. Well, I think it's a, it is a remarkable story, Ian. So are there any other products you can tell us about in terms of what came out of the last 12 months, uh, the innovative, um, what's the word, uh, spree you've been on? Yeah, I, I think um, the, the, the biggest single thing for me, and, and I, I sort of alluded to it earlier, we had this fantastic success with the pop-up desk and we were talking with companies like Ryman and they said, look, you know, lots of people buy these pop-up wigwams and tents for the children for the summer and whatever. And, and we made a pop-up castle and, and, it, and it's great and it, and it really looks good. But it's the, whether we've not marketed it hard enough, whether the price point isn't right, but it's, it hasn't delivered anything like the traction that the, that the desk did. And I think 
and then we, we, we even tried, and, and I, I mentioned it in the present, we, we tried making it, we, we have an external designer who helps us. We even made a folding Christmas tree that was designed to fit in a small box and be posted out to you and you would build it uh, at, at home. Uh, it, it never got off the drawing board, but what was interesting is that had in, in it a particular style of joining the material together that we would never ever have thought of had we not been trying to fit a Christmas tree into a small box that would fit not in your letterbox, but would go with a courier. As a result of that, we went, I think there was a, for me, there was a real sort of learning that we are, whatever, you know, whilst we had success with consumer products, we are fundamentally an industrial business founded to sell sustainable products that help other businesses become more sustainable in their logistics chain or um, generally moving product uh, around. So that, that one joint in that folding Christmas tree led to the development of something called Pick Slots, which is a new design of, a, of an existing product. Um, and, and in the first, I mean, in the, in the first two months of sales, we've sold, I think now 200,000 pounds worth of this, and it probably represented about 30% of sales last month, which from a product from launch in just two months, and that all came about because of um, the desire to be more innovative with, uh, with consumer products. We're also making, uh, we just launched two more new products called Thermalite and Ecolite, which really are focused on removing polystyrene packaging and foam packaging. And I think these will be, these will be huge. Um, certainly what I'm seeing now, and it's taken a long time, Adrian, but finally, finally, we're seeing uh, inquiries where companies recognize that they need to become more sustainable. And whilst there are no, I have not yet to meet a purchasing manager who is happy to pay a penny more for a sustainable product, they don't seem to be leading as much with price. They seem to be keen to explore what you can offer to solve uh, a CO2 problem or a single-use plastic problem. And, and, you know, one other one just to show uh, we're still having a bit of fun. Ever since I've been in the company for two and a half years, the board has said to me, every, every so often at a board meeting pop up, yeah, we should, shouldn't we make a sustainable coffin? You know, someone or other will have seen a natural burial site um, article. And we've talked about this for two and a half years. Only now that we've changed our whole culture and we just are happy to innovate, we finally made a sustainable coffin. They're called back to nature coffins. They've been approved by the Funeral Furniture Manufacturers Association. If you didn't know there was such an association, there is. Our coffins have just been approved and they're about to go on sale uh, as a different part of the business. Um, so, you know, I, 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 there is no limit really to, to the innovation that, that you can keep bringing into your business. It's fantastic. I just love the link between innovation and uh, sustainability. So there we go. Um, coffins, everything really. Um, the Christmas tree. The picture I saw, though, it wasn't green. Could you paint your products or not? Yeah, well, uh, the, I mean, yes. We again, we've experimented with this. All our product, all our products can be painted. You know, try not to throw too much water on them when you're painting them. But they all they all dry very very well. And and there are a lot of um, certainly our pop up desks for children. We had some fantastic designs coming in from children who'd chosen to paint and decorate their own desk. And, um, you know, it's perhaps the only time you don't get into trouble for graffiti in your desk. <laughs> well, uh, you very kindly sent me a sample of a stand-up desk, 
which my son is using. So we're, you know, with all three kids decided to come home under COVID, thankfully working from as well as living at home. So my wife and I are, are happy, the bank manager less so, but uh, one of them is in the shack. They've all got their own space. So one is in our shack in the garden and um, he's taken the, uh, the stand-up desk, which I think is still in prototype, right? It's not yeah, general abs release. Absolutely. One of the things we've learned is that not everybody loves brown paper honeycomb as much as we do and it's really important to have some harsh critics of these early prototypes the last thing you want to do is launch something that isn't quite right so yes when your son has had a chance to evaluate it we'd love to hear from him and we will incorporate changes into the final design okay well i've sent back the survey form actually um yesterday to, to to your colleague stephanie well this is a tremendous um story from a you know a relatively small local business um i hope our listeners have enjoyed some hearing about the different angles here about a protecting and helping the planet your business model does that anyway and b um how you run and manage the business and how you're driving forward innovation potentially came out of a burning platform the crisis covid with so many businesses but you know we've heard more stories about people doing well under COVID in the last few few months as businesses than um, really struggling. But that's not to say, of course, that some aren't. Now, you seem to have some key messages then to, uh, to get across. Matt, is there anything you'd like to sort of share with our listeners before we go, um, including, of course, the contact details? How do people find out more about Palite and how do they get in touch? If you go to palite.co.uk, that's, that, that's our website. You can see a lot of our products on there. And our main like goal for sustainability is to reduce CO2 from the supply chain, increase, increase circularity of recycled products, and reduce single-use plastics in packaging. What's not to like? Palite.co.uk. Um, Ian, anything you'd like to sort of conclude with to share with our listeners, whether they are businesses or individuals? Yeah, I think it's just great to see that, as I, as I said, it, it feels to me more than ever before, and some of it has been, has been pushed by legislation, it, it does finally appear to me that CEOs are waking up to this problem that, that we face as a planet, and we are seeing an increasing number of inquiries. And, and I just, you know, I, I just encourage them to get in touch because as Matt said, we've got these, we can do three things for businesses. We can uh, you know, number one, help reduce your carbon footprint. Number two, eliminate your single-use plastic. And number three, ultimately help you to become more circular. And, you know, I am hearing from more and more CEOs who need that help. And I would encourage them uh, to, to get in touch. And, and we're, we're, you know, we, we love providing solutions to those problems. Well, gentlemen, thank you ever so much for coming on the show and taking the time to share some insights into a fascinating business. Um, it's here, made here in Northamptonshire. So one of our success stories. So we wish you well, keep up the, uh, keep safe, keep well, and keep up the good work. Thank you ever so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.